Hey guys, Brandon Lewis here, the most popular man in the Cordell Hall building up in Nashville. I have heard rumors, now these are just rumors, that they are going to rename that building after me because of all the work I do to advance the conservative cause. Now these are just rumors. I don't even know uh, because I am the most humble person that you'll ever meet that I would accept that honor. <laughs> this is Brandon Lewis with the TenCon Big 7 News Update. If you were to talk to the average person at the gas pump at the post office and say, who is your state rep? Who is your state senator? I would say that only about two in 10 could even tell you, maybe even one. If you ask them what the Republicans are doing up in Nashville and if it's conservative or if it is more aligned with left-leaning corporations, buddy, they couldn't tell you. But you are not one of those folks. You are informed, you are engaged, and you know that the time you spend focusing on what's going on in your own state and local government will give you 10 to 20 fold of what it would paying attention to the circus in D.C., of which you can do very little. We have got seven big stories for you today. We're going to try, maybe, 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 to let just a few kids out of these failing schools and give parents a little bit of autonomy over their children's uh, education, maybe, maybe, perhaps. We've got stories about refusing federal funds. I've got some commentary on that. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Governor Lee's bloated budget. Let's just throw money at problems, and I am sure that it will fix it. We've got stories about censorship, uh, censorship activities gone awry, and we're going to get into the uh, amazingly awful display uh, up there in Nashville from Democrats in their uh, interview and or questioning of Matt Walsh about how we can maybe keep uh, men in women's panties uh, from thrusting their uh, groinal regions at children as a form of family-friendly entertainment, and the fact that sometimes ye oldie corporate welfare, we get lots of big, big promises, big promises as the Republicans give money to large companies uh, to run small ones out of business, uh, and sometimes even then, their buddies, their buddies that, that send the lobbyists up there, their buddies that uh, line their campaign coffers with lots of cash don't always come through for Tennesseans. But first, do tweet this, retweet it, share it, get it out there. Anywhere you are on social media, in the Facebook groups, Gab, Getter, MeWe, uh, YouTube, meh, they, 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 they kind of turn us down over there, Rumble, etc. Uh, do get on the, the free speech platforms. I actually just got off the, uh, the news line with Dennis Powers talking about a social media censorship bill uh, that we are going to get behind hot and heavy, and I hope that you will help us get it across the finish line. Before we get into the stories very quickly, I'm going to read from the mailbag here. Brandon and crew just want to say thanks, and hopefully this will help you continue your work. Please don't send anything for this contribution. You will need every last penny, I'm sure. Besides, I've already been blessed with that stuff. I just want to help support your effort. Thank you, Ray. Ray, I appreciate you, guy. Uh, we will need every penny. We will need every penny. And pennies are basically all we run on over here. Because I don't take a dime from this. I'm in it just like you're in it to make sure that my kids and my grandkids have at least some of the freedoms that I have today. Let's get into this first story. I'm going to flip the slides. Now look, Todd Gardenhire and I are not typically on the same page. Not even in the same session. Not in the same zip code, not in the same universe. But he is trying to help some kids get out of failing schools in Hamilton County. And I admire his efforts on this and I support it. I did reach out to Todd Gardenhire and said, hey, I'll do an interview. I take it issue by issue. It's never personal with me. Never personal. 
Here we go. School voucher expansion uh, bill passes Senate Education Committee. A bill to extend Tennessee's education savings account to even more students has been recommended for passage in committee by a vote of 6-2 to two in the Senate Education Committee, which amazes me. I can't believe you could get it past the rhinos. Senate uh, or Senator Todd Gardenhire would uh, the bill would expand the eligibility criteria for the Tennessee Education Savings Account pilot program to include students uh, attending schools in local education agency that has at least five schools identified to be in the bottom ten percent of schools. And buddy, we got more. We got a bunch of them. We got a bunch of them here in, in Hamilton County. I drive past them all the time. It breaks my heart to watch kids have to go into those government job factories that are very unsafe, that are full of indoctrination that are crammed, like there's like so many kids in the class, I don't even see how in the world they get anything done. Identified in the 2017 as priority schools of 2015, 2018, 2021 priority school cycles, during the Education Committee meeting, Gardenhire gave a brief description of the bill saying it just adds Hamilton County to the ESA pilot program and no other county but Hamilton County is added to it. Democrats... Ramush Bikari, I don't know how to pronounce his name, and Republican Joey Hensley, which surprises me, and I'll comment on this in a moment, maintain that uh, the two nay votes and uh, Representative Rusty Crow was present for the meeting but abstained from voting. The legislation is now waiting to be scheduled for a vote on the Senate floor. Now listen, by and large, Rusty Crow and Joey Hensley are conservative. And I understand that maybe folks in their more rural areas feel like this is going to gut their local schools, whatever their concerns are. But you don't represent Hamilton County. I don't see why people would stick their nose into Hamilton County's business. So, and here's the bigger picture. The Republican supermajority took over in 2010. If you were a kid in a Tennessee school, six years old, that's 11 years ago. Right now, you're 17. Republicans have been making promise to make these crappy, especially inner-city schools, better. And they have failed epically. More money, more time. Those kids that have relied upon the promise of Republicans to improve education in Tennessee have been failed, and their entire educational careers are now gone. There is an entire generation of children that are about to graduate under the Republican supermajority who have been failed epically. And I think that Hensley and Crow owe it to those parents and to those kids to give them an opportunity to get the hell out. I think it's perfectly fine to say, hey guys, listen, we're going to continue to work on this. We still have faith in this broken bureaucracy we call government education. We're going to continue to screw around with this funding formula and put bus tours on and come up with new slogans and new programs and we're going to increase spending but for those of you who don't think after 11 years, over a decade, for those of you who have watched your kids graduate functionally illiterate, for those who have watched your children not have job prospects, for those of you who have watched $12,000 a year be flushed down the toilet while kids come out of these public education systems, in many cases worse than if they'd never gone in them, we're going to let you get out of them. We're going to continue to screw around with this, but for those of you who don't have any faith in us anymore, you can take some of your money or all of your money and go somewhere else. But to keep them trapped in these schools, to me, I think it's a moral failing. It's all about the kids. I rarely see it.
While the legislation does not allow for more Tennessee students to have better access to these educational resources, there are still many across the state who would remain ineligible. Representative Brian Ritchie introduced a bill this session that would have expanded the ESFA program to all students eligible to enroll in a Tennessee public school and any of the grades kindergarten through 12 to participate. Regardless of local education uh, agency's academic performance or the student's household income level, which is the honest, ethical, true way to do things. It takes a lot of courage to hang on to your conservative credentials in Nashville and to represent your constituents. Because if you want to be on a committee, if you want to climb up the ladder, you have got to compromise at every turn. And there, by the time you get at the top of the heap, there won't be anything left. You will not be able to kiss your grandkids on the head and say, Papa's doing the right thing. You won't. You'll be at the top, though. In addition, this bill would have allowed participating students who enrolled in a homeschool program to receive an educational savings account. However, this bill failed in the session because they couldn't even find anybody in the Senate to pick it up. And that's, that's how it really works up there. Oh, this is good. Let's grab some headlines for something we'll never, ever do. House Speaker Cameron Sexton says it's time for Tennesseans to stop taking federal K-12 education so the state will no longer have federal government interference in the way schools are run. Senate is proposing a bill, or Sexton rather, is proposing a bill that would push the state legislature to further examine the idea that he has already begun talks with Governor Bill Lee and other Republican lawmakers about. He believes this would free up the state to make decisions regarding education without bowing to federal guidelines. He says, quote, basically, we're able to educate kids how Tennessee and see fit, Sexton said, who is anti-school choice. So I work with businesses for a living. I'm a business consultant. If you have a, a, a business that's, we'll just say, $4 million dollars, $40 million. And let's say that 10% of their revenue comes in from a really crappy client that sucks, that makes them make a few decisions here and there that are uncomfortable, that are terrible, that maybe corrupt the organization a little bit. But that organization can't deliver its services on time, can't deliver it to the uh, expectation of the client, can't deliver it on budget, constantly needs capital infusions, is bankrupt, and produces... Uh, products and widgets so poor that that two thirds of them have to be thrown in the in the rework bin and they they never come out. Reducing ten percent of the revenue in that organization is not going to turn it around. Sexton, it's just not. You got the same employees, you got the same processes, you got the same culture. I don't care if you take the money out of there. This is this is a this is a uh, scapegoat. For the lack of Republican leadership's terrible performance. They're wanting to say, the only reason we have sucked at managing this as a supermajority for 11 years is because the federal government. It's the same thing they do with illegal immigration. They point up to D.C. and they say, D.C.'s the problem. D.C.'s the problem. No, Nashville's the problem. No, you're the problem. Don't let them lie to you. That's what this is. It's, it, I mean, I, would it be better? Yeah, but it's not. It, you just need to give kids and give parents the money back and let them make the decisions. Y'all have had 11 years. It has not worked. You could you could wave a magic wand immediately, double the funding, get the federal dollars out of there, and we'd come back 10 years later and it'd be the same situation. 
In many cases, federal funding has been used as the government's way of pushing the state to adopt classroom curriculum that is not in line with what Tennesseans want for children, including those that deal with race and gender issues. But the fundamentals, guys, reading, writing, arithmetic, science, these other things are, 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 are bad. They're terrible. I believe we should get rid of them, but they are like way, way, way out in left field. We can't do the basics. We can't block and tackle. And y'all are worried because the government gives you a little bit of money and occasionally asks you to run a trick play. The fundamentals are broken. Sexton says Tennessee is in a good place financially to be able to support schools by replacing the federal funds with state uh, tax money. He noted that the additional $3.2 billion, well, hell, we gave that away in corporate welfare. I, I, I think we could definitely get rid of this. Hell, the, hell, the Titan Stadium was $2 billion. We're gone down to $1.2 billion. Look at that. He noted that the additional $3.2 billion worth of new spending in Governor Lee's new budget proposal shows that the state could come up with that needed funding. Sexton says, We as a state can lead the nation once again in telling the federal government that they can keep their money and we'll just do things the Tennessee way. And that should start first and foremost with the Department of Education. That's all well and good, Sexton. It really is. But the issue is y'all aren't doing your job in the classroom in these school districts now. Don't be pointing to the federal government on education just like you do illegal immigration. Y'all need to, to learn to take responsibility for your own failures and, and to let people that want to get out of these schools get out of them. That's my opinion. All right, guys, if you want to advertise with the Tennessee Conservative, if you want to reach politically motivated small business owners, Throughout the volunteer state who give a rip and who will look at your company and go, man, that dude's got a pair of brass balls. That lady, that lady is amazing. I can't believe she'd actually tell people she's a conservative and then buy stuff from you because that's what they'll do. Please do help us uh, advertise uh, and reach the most politically engaged, most aware conservatives in the state of Tennessee, the folks that care the most about what's going on. And the other thing is this. When you advertise with us, you help us, and you will get a benefit from it as well. Please do email me, Brandon at Tennessee Conservative News, Brandon at Tennessee Conservative News.com. We need your ad money to keep this honey train rolling. I don't know if that, if that came out just right, but here we go. Governor Lee proposes $55.6 billion budget plan. Governor Lee is making a $55.6 billion budget proposal for fiscal 2023-2024 that adds $3.3 billion for roads statewide and $125 million for teacher pay while offering $412 million in tax breaks. If all of a sudden you paid a teacher $100,000 a year, which I think might roughly be what they would get paid if the money just made it in the classroom because I think 53% of the money is all that makes it into the classroom, if they just got rid of all the bureaucracy and the administration, which does very little, what would the what would the typical day in a classroom look like any different? What what discipline measures would start being enacted? What accountability measures would be enacted for bad teachers? If we're just going to pay people more to do the same thing, I don't see you getting any different result. And this is like right in the same line as Sexton saying we don't need to take federal money. I don't see that it makes any fundamental functional difference. The proposal, which the Lee administration is calling a no-growth plan, is about half a billion less than the current budget, mainly because of a reduction in federal uh, funding initially spurred by COVID three years ago. Now, here's something else. Going back to this last story. Cameron Sexton's talking about turning down federal money. Bill Lee kept us in a perpetual state of emergency forever, way past 
there ever being an emergency, which there never was to begin with. Why? Because of the federal teat. To think that Bill Lee is going to turn down federal teat money in any shape and size, if he won't turn it down to help you and me keep our constitutional liberties and medical freedoms, you think he's going to turn it down for education? I just don't see it. I'd be happy to see it. But then it's not going to fix the education problem. Governor Lee is set to make road construction one of the priorities in his second term, and the $3.3 billion is to be split equally among the state's three grand divisions. The governor has already uh, unveiled a plan for private-public partnerships designed to expedite road projects and possibly lead to construction of express routes that motorists could use in urban areas by paying their toll roads. Their toll roads. He wants to put in toll roads. Feedback that I have heard from conservatives is they don't want toll roads. Now, personally, I don't like private partnerships. Private-public partnerships, we already have them, like everywhere. And it, it's with the government. We're about to publish our Follow the Money report. I've got the copy of it sitting out here. There's a few more logistic things that have to happen to get it out there. And what you're going to see is that the money in Republican leadership comes from left-leaning corporations and very little comes from the district and very little comes from individuals. And that's where the big conflict is. And while we can't get legislation through that Republican primary voters support because the left-leaning corporations don't want it. And here's the other thing. You wonder why there aren't more conservative news outlets reporting on things like I do. And it's because all the money comes from the same place. All these corporately owned uh, media outlets in Tennessee have advertising revenue and or are held by the same people that pour all the lobbyists and the special interest money in the legislature. And that's why you hear the government and the media saying the same thing all the time because they're both bought and paid for by the same corporations. Except for us. Problem solved. Mystery. Mystery unveiled. The governor's proposed budget calls for $288 million through a three-month holiday on food and food ingredient taxes and a $7.3 million break in excise tax paid through family leave tax credit. This plan spends $350 million more on K-12 education combined with $750 million approved last year. Now look at all these increases in, in educational funding. The Democrats, teachers' unions, they're, are they ever going to be happy with this? No. Are they always going to point to lack of funding as the reason that, that we're not ahead? Yes. Is it the truth? No. Another $50 million is to go to school safety grants and school safety initiative through the Office of Homeland Security. The state is spending uh, $18 million immediately on the Department of Children's Services in an attempt to end a crisis in which Tennessee's foster kids have been staying in state offices and moved from home to home. Now listen. If the state of Tennessee won't protect the most vulnerable children that is placed in your care, how much better do you think they're doing with your kids in the classroom? Not much. If we won't handle carefully the kids that are the most vulnerable Imagine what they're doing for parents that aren't really paying attention. As many Republicans push for exceptions to Tennessee's abortion ban, Governor Billy's plan includes $100 million in grants for pro-life centers. Next story, old Senator Richard Briggs. Dr. Briggs! Tennessee bill to censor news organizations, advocacy groups amended to remove controversial elements. This is so funny. I might read this story, but I'm going to just tell you what happened. Now listen, this is a big win. Y'all emailed the hell out of these committees asking them what in God's green earth were they thinking. 
any organization, individual that gives or receives $2,000, which is like any business. I mean, you could sell hot dogs on the side of the road for three weekends. You're going to make $2,000. And if you want to advocate for users' First Amendment rights to talk about a candidate or an issue, then all of a sudden you're going to become a political action committee. That's how the damn bill was written. It was so loose and broad-reaching, and it was supposed to be for the Republicans, the rhinos, who are so tired of organizations like me and Tennessee Stands and Moms for Liberty and other pro-freedom advocacy groups that are pointing out the very simple fundamental fact that people campaign one way and vote another. If you don't like it, just campaign the way you really feel. Tell people how you really feel and then go vote that way and quit being liars. That's the easiest way. Then people are like, well, I voted for this guy, and he said that he was pro-illegal immigration, and he was for corporate welfare, and uh, he wasn't really going to reduce the budget, and he thinks that kids should be stuck in failing schools forever. And that's how I feel. So I voted for him. But that's not how most conservative primary voters feel. And so they're sick and tired of it. So they wrote this very open-ended, broad law so they could use a club, just like the Election Finance Board is using now on Tennessee stands without any type of complaint having been filed, and not a single solitary news organization has covered this aside from me, which I believe is just a complete dereliction of duty from a journalistic standpoint, which does not surprise me. But there is still some part of me that waxes nostalgic for the, the remnant of somewhat sort of kind of independent journalism that was around in the days of my youth, which is getting further and further back in the rearview mirror. We caught wind of it, started emailing people and asking what the hell's going on, or you did, our subscribers. And all of a sudden, we get the whole bill replaced with something that has nothing to do with the original bill at all. But Briggs says, well, he didn't read it, he didn't know what was going on. That's the same thing that he said the last time when he promised the Tennessee Right for Life folks that he would stand by the pro-life bill and has since decided to backpedal on that, is he didn't read that bill either. There's a lot of people putting bills up this year that they're not reading. I mean, reading the bills is like probably like the number one thing you need to do first. Maybe I need to go up there and do a class, read the bills. The Senate bill that received a great deal of pushback from concerned Tennesseans has been completely rewritten to address the most controversial elements, which means the whole damn thing is nothing like it was when it was originally put forth. I mean, not, I don't even think a stitch of it. From what I read... And I score like almost a perfect score on the ACT over and over again on reading comprehension. So when they tell me that I don't read what I read, I'm like, you are full of bunk. I may not understand every little wrinkle of legal jargon, but I can read. Most notably, the, pro the, pro the proposed definition of what a political uh, committee, a political action committee rather is, which is basically anybody who disagrees with them and, and publicly voices it. The legislation, as it was originally written, gave news outlets, advocacy groups, etc. a few options they could choose to conform to the redefinition of the organization and be subject to regulations and penalties originally meant for campaign finance or allow themselves to be silenced on important legislative issues and the support or opposition of political figures. When they put these bills up there, boys and girls, they put them up there the way they want them the first time around. We know what they were up to and what they were after, and you stopped them. After rolling the bill last week to make amendments, Senator Richard Briggs reintroduced this bill in the committee saying, I think all of us have received multiple emails about this bill. It's still Senate Bill 160, but it's contents of the bill we totally removed and we have amended now that makes the bill. First, I want to tell you that it's not uh, in the bill because uh, 
First, I want to tell you what's not in the bill because that was the controversial part. It no longer designates political action committees and multi-candidate political uh, campaign committees as political action committees, and I think that was one of the most controversial parts, says Briggs. Leading up to the discussion around SB 160, Bill Young, executive director of the Bureau of Ethics, gave the definition of political action committee, said, The definition of a political action committee as it stands under existing laws, the definition of multi-candidate political action committee as it stands under existing law will not be changed. It will remain the same as it is today. I don't trust Bill Young, and you shouldn't either. Anybody. And he said that the reason he had to carry this bill, Senator Briggs, is because of the request of his quote-unquote responsibilities to this government lobbyist, Bill Young, or the organization that he is supposed to be the executive director of. This is the same Bill Young that allowed the board to go after Gary Humble without a complaint because some guy sitting there, it is just like something out of some old Hollywood movie. Well, it smells like there's some smoke up there, boy. The same crap that's going on in D.C. is going on in Nashville. We're the only news outlet covering it. You wouldn't even know about this stuff, and it would have sailed through. All right, guys. The truth costs money. The truth costs money. It will cost you something if you tell it personally. It has cost me quite a deal. There's nothing easier as a conservative Republican that's politically active, nothing easier, than to go along and get along with the corporate interests, to show up at your Republican and conservative meetings and clap somebody on the back and talk about how good of a person they are, irregardless of the policies they push to the detriment of Tennesseans. If you want to get ahead in life, I suggest you do that. But if you want to be able to put your head down on your pillow at night and tell your kids that you did the right thing, then you got to tell the truth. And as a conservative news outlet, telling the truth doesn't get you far. If we wanted to tell you all the fantastic things that Republicans were doing, if that became our new mission statement, we would have sponsors out the yin-yang. We would have corporate sponsorships. We would have PAC sponsorships. When I first started this publication, lobbyists reached out to me because there, uh, there are some state news publications that I have uh, followed and seen, and they are basically just echo chambers for lobbyist groups to convince low-information, stupid people in their states that the crap that they are pushing is in their best interest when, in fact, it is not. I could have made a lot of money doing it that way, but I ain't going to do it that way. I'm doing it this way. And if you want me to continue doing it this way and be the only conservative news outlet in Tennessee who is unafraid to tell you the truth, and we are, then please do mail your checks to the Tennessee Conservative, 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. We have this weird subscription model where we just tell you if you think it's worth having, just pay us. It is a weird business model, but it seems to work so far, at least in keeping her afloat. It doesn't make her go very fast, but it keeps her afloat. So please mail your checks. Put an extra zero on the end, if you don't mind, the Tennessee Conservative, 1523 East 27th Street, or go to tennesseeconservativenews.com support. And when you do, if you give any amount, you will get this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. You will get this Proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker. And you will get this directory, new and updated, hot and heavy, of all your new legislative creatures. Now, if you give $50 or more, and if you give, or if you give a $10 uh, recurring donation or more, you will get this Proud Tennessee Tumblr. And you don't know this, but... When the Statue of Liberty was coming over here from France, 
when it came into port, there was a uh, there was a French merchantman uh, who had immigrated here, and he was so proud of the Statue of Liberty and what it represented that he snuck he he snuck around and he like broke a piece of the pinky finger off that held held the torch. And through various and sundry means, I was able to acquire that and melted down into the alloy of every one of these cups as a piece of the Statue of Liberty. It is amazing. It is fantastic. Uh, it is uh, it is fiction. No, it is true. It is true. <laughs> it is true. And uh, it is here. And you will get this tumbler. And every time you drink out of it, you will know that you did your part. And you did something. You did something. You actually took action other than just complaining on social media where you would be banned and shadow banned anyway if you told the truth. So what does it matter? And because we are uh, fond of drinking beverages uh, over here uh, at the Tennessee Conservatives' uh, very massive, large, high-rise, corporately funded offices, you'll also see that you will get one of these proud Tennessee conservative um, koozies, which will keep your beverages hot or cold, depending on your preference, because it is intuitive. It is uh, it is powered by artificial intelligence, and you will get it. No, seriously, folks, send us the money. We need it. We need it. Uh, we really do. We could do so much more, and it could be so much bigger, and to make such a big difference. Uh, I think only less than 5% of our, con- of our subscribers give, and I just can't believe that people hear this message and don't give. That's just never been who I was. I've always gotten involved. Somebody's got to do it. I don't know why more people don't feel compelled uh, to do the things they tell other people uh, they would do. Um, If you're going to virtue signal, virtue act. If you're going to virtue signal, virtue move. Uh, Don't just signal. Uh, we got too much signaling going up in Nashville, not nearly enough action, and that's why we are where we are. And if you want to know why we're going to stay where we are, it's because people don't take action, so please do. Next story, Matt Walsh. I'm going to mail some stuff up here uh, to the Daily Wire. If anybody knows anybody from the Daily Wire, somehow, some way, you've got a personal email, forward them an email, tell them they need to check out Brandon Lewis, the Tennessee conservative, because we're reporting stuff that nobody else uh, was, and we were the ones that were on this story back when Janice Bowling was trying to stop it. And then Matt Walsh exposed them up at Vanderbilt, and then running up to the podium are all the rhinos that tried to kill the bill the last time before Matt Walsh did it and then accept the credit for it because that's how it works up there. That's politics. Tennessee bill to end child mutilation moves forward following intense debate. I don't know if it was intense debate as much as it was just embarrassing show. The full House Health Committee voted to move House Bill 1 forward in the House Civil Justice Committee with the majority of the House Health Committee uh Having voted in favor, all Republican representatives voted in the affirmative with only Democrats requesting to be recorded as no. House Bill 1 prohibits a health care provider from performing on a minor or administering to a minor a medical procedure if the performance or administration of the procedure is for the purpose of enabling the minor to identify with, uh, live as, or purportedly identify inconsistent with the minor's sex. The Senate uh, companion bill was passed by the Senate Judiciary Committee. This week, with all Republican senators voting for, and again, the Democrats voting against, this bill is now scheduled to be heard on the Senate floor on February 13th. The most recent amendment to the bill removed the ability for the child uh, to sue their parents for damages for the decisions made on their behalf, decisions that perhaps altered their lives in a permanent or grossly detrimental way, although I think that should have been kept in there. Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire offered testimony uh, in the House committee. I uh, said, we can't allow this wickedness to continue, so on and so forth. Um... The funniest thing that that happened there, you know, Matt Walsh has just stated in the obvious, right? Yeah, he may have done it eloquently, I believe he did, uh, but he was just stating the obvious, like what everyone knows to be true. 
But the questions he got from the Democrats were so embarrassing to the Democrats. Here are a group of people advocating that poor little girls and boys who have been confused are now to be mutilated to a point to where, I mean, everybody, when I mean, you think about yourself now, you're, you know, I'm 42 years old. I might be 43. I think I might be, I think I'm 42 or 43. I can't remember. I'll do the math later. I'm 43. Um, you think about the stupid stuff you did in your 20s, the stupid stuff you did in your 30s. Imagine doing something so stupid at 16, 17 because your parents are goofballs. They have bought into some kind of ideological tribalism, and now you look back and your penis is gone. Your breasts are gone. That's going to be a problem. You don't come back from that. That is a weird way to live. Pretending is one thing. I mean, just, just going whole hog, you can't come back from that. And one of the guys asked him questions, and he basically, Matt Wall says, do you believe that a 16-year-old can consent to have their genitals cut off? Something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. And the guy wouldn't talk. Wouldn't say a word. Wouldn't utter anything, because he... I mean, how, how are you going to comment on that? Because the truth is, that's what the Democrats are saying. But instead of just saying... In a very brave fashion, yes. Yes, I believe that is that is that they can consent to that. Yes. And in fact, I'm for it. Somebody come up here, I'll do it for you. This is what happens in our culture when we toy around with dangerous ideas. And this is what Democrats always Finally, they'll toy around with an idea, toy around with an idea, tell people something's true that's not, tell people something's true or not, and then a few people will act on it. And then the culture starts acting on it, and then everybody's like, oh, I thought I was just virtue signaling. I thought I was just pretending. I was just pretending so people would look at me and say, oh, look how virtuous, look how, look how amazing, look how progressive. And then the things start happening, and people are like, well, it's not very good. And I watch news organizations like the Tennessee Holler, and I watch representatives like Gloria What's-Her-Face. And how you can stand by this stuff proudly. Boy, the devil has worked on you. And you have been an accomplice to it. I don't see how you could ever darken the door of a church. Look at people in the grocery store without... I mean, to do stuff like that publicly, I just don't get it. It is beyond me, but you know what? You can read all in the scriptures about people that have just just given their life over to darkness. Even, in the, even with the opportunity and presence of the Almighty God, it's no different. Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun, and evil will continue to roll through our earth. But, buddy, we are seeing it. People used to hide it. Now they flaunt it. But that's what they did in Sodom and Gomorrah. It's what they did in Babylon, and now we're living with it. Next story. A bill sponsored by Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson passed the Senate yesterday. As amended, 26 voted in favor of the bill and 6 were opposed. If the proposed legislation becomes law, a person who's engaged in an adult cabaret performance on public property or in a location where the performance could be viewed by a minor could be found guilty of a Class A misdemeanor as a first violation. Subsequent violations of the offense would be a Class E felony. 
An amendment to the bill clarifies the adult cabaret performance must only be held in an age-restricted venues and never on publicly owned property. In addition, if an adult-oriented show is performed in a business where entertainment that appears to be of period interest is not the predominant focus, thereby not necessitating a license for such entertainment, then the venue must be age-restricted so the children cannot be present. That'll stop a lot of these uh, breweries and other places from doing this nonsense. During his presentation of the amendment, Johnson explained that the entertainer who violates the proposed law by engaging in the entertainment of an overt sexually nature or harmful to minors will be subject to the penalty and not the venue. I think it should be both, but we'll, we'll, we'll take what we can get. All Republican senators present voted for the bill, while all Democrats voted against. There is clearly a distinction between what Democrats think uh, is good for children, which is chopping off body parts and watching men in women's panties parade around, and what Republicans think are good for children. And I think the Republicans are on the right track here. Now, this is an easy win, right? <laughs> this is an easy win. This does not take, honestly, to be truthful, this does not take a lot of moral courage. I mean, you if, if you ask a thousand Tennesseans if this is appropriate, you'll find maybe 1% or 2% that probably think it is if push comes to shove. And they're, they're like radical leftists. So I'm glad they're doing it. I'm glad they're doing it. But, you know, there, there are a lot tougher issues that we need to be going after, and that's why I can't get all wound up about this stuff. Because I know it's going to go through. Uh, and I can't really push it, push it, push it, because I know it's going to go through. Because there is, uh, there's a limelight to step in. There's notoriety to be had. There's press to be had. It's all positive. It's easy to go do a bunch of stuff when there's a bunch of positive, positive press, and uh, the difficulty of getting it through is not that hard, and you don't have a bunch of corporate money opposing it. But when it comes to education, when it comes to legal immigration, when it comes to things like that, where like you really, to stand by your convictions, you're going to have to politically sacrifice something, that's where we fail in Nashville. Final story, Amazon pauses. No. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Amazon pauses on construction of office complex in downtown Nashville. Hmm. Curious. Amazon is putting a hold on the construction of their planned office hub in downtown Nashville, saying they are focused on re-imaging, reimagining work areas. Yeah, yeah. The company brought in about no here's let me back up the 230 million operations center was started in 2019 with plans to bring on 5000 new jobs in the Nashville area the company brought about 2500 employees on uh, one of the two bland building areas is constructed but then work stalled on the second the company has been facing a weakened labor market and has also implemented a new work policy that allows employees to do their jobs from home up to 4 days a week this led amazon to redesign the building that had already been completed and waiting uh, about proceeding on the second. These changes did not take place before Amazon negotiated with Metro Nashville leaders for a grant of money. With hopes of providing residents with high-paying jobs, state officials awarded the company with $65 million to put small businesses and retail outlets out of business. How many people do small retail outlets in rural and suburban and urban areas employ in Tennessee. I bet it's a lot more than 2,500, and I bet they still got most of their people. This corporate welfare is insidious and morally wrong. Do it for the small business owners who have already been here, not these liberal, Democrat, leftist-owned conglomerates. With Metro Nashville providing another $15 million just for craps and giggles. 
The funding is provided if the company hires 5,000 employees within seven years. Amazon has until January 1st of 2029 to fulfill its promises, but recent hiring trends make it appear that the company may struggle to do so. Will they claw back that money? Make Jeff Bezos pay it, pay it back? Doubtful. Doubtful. Amazon has laid off 1.2% of, uh, of its employee in the past year, despite the fact that they went on an excessive hiring binge in 2020, doubling the number of employees they had. Amazon also announced a freezing hire in November of last year and failed to open two newly planned fulfillment centers in East Tennessee and another facility in Clarksville. I bet they got some money there, too. The company received taxpayer money to help with the launch of those facilities as well, and little progress has been seen. We got corporate lobbyists swarming up in Nashville trying to get to the taxpayer money from hard-earned, independently employed small business owners and the folks that work for them in Tennessee, and they are just about guaranteed the favors they ask for. Meanwhile, struggling small business owners, all Bill Lee could ever do for them since he's been in office was to shut them down during the pandemic while their large big box you know, uh, counterparts were allowed to stay open. That's about all he's done for small business. Small business numbers are terrible under Bill Lee and the Republican legislature and what they allowed to do to small business owners. I watched it. You can look at the numbers. I think it was, I don't know if these numbers have recovered, but there was a point in time just, I don't know, about a year and a half ago, maybe maybe less, when we had 23% fewer small businesses in Tennessee than when Bill Lee took office. But we got more corporate welfare. Maybe that's a good thing. All right, guys. <laughs> I'm dying over here. I'm dying. Uh, I'm dying. And as uh, my last request... Uh, on my deathbed will be that you donate to the Tennessee Conservative. So please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. We don't use cough mics over here. We can't afford them. TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support and do give. Uh, your support, I take your prayers. And I don't say that uh, like a lot of people do on social media. Like I, Some days I don't want to do this anymore. I don't have time to do this. And it takes away from earning a living significantly. And so there are days I get up and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Everybody up there in the Capitol hates me because uh, I tell the truth about them. And uh, this thing doesn't make any money. But I keep doing it anyway. So if I can keep doing it, you can keep doing it. So please do send your uh, donations to 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. We need the help. We need the encouragement. We need the prayers. So those are things that happen and help that I never see, but you know who does. What's going on this weekend? I'm going to try to get out of here. Gosh, I've got a pile of work to do got a pile. I'm going to try to work on the pile today and tomorrow. i got to. I'm going to try to get to the gym. That's why I'm dressed as I am. I know I should dress professionally. But I'm, I just some days I don't feel very professional and I don't like the inconvenience of changing clothes. So I'm dressed like a gym rat right now. I'm going to go to the gym and then tonight i got a buddy coming over about 9 o'clock and we're going to hang out and chit chat and catch up and it's going to be fun. Uh, coming over to the house and tomorrow, it's kind of wide open on the calendar. I don't have anything stuck on there when typically I would. I, I fill my calendar up. It is just blank. But it's going to be filled of, of work, and then I'm sure me and the family will do something in the evening. I think we're going to go to church on Saturday night. I've started this process of going to a church on Saturday night because my daughter wants to go to the youth group, which we have a fantastic youth group at our church. If you do not have a church, and if you're in Hamilton County, and if you want to hear the truth, uh, if you want to hear from a preacher that preaches from the Bible with a highlighter instead of a Sharpie, 
uh, and that preaches through the Bible and not from the Bible, there is a big difference. Uh, I would recommend Calvary Chapel. They have a great staff. They have fantastic programs. They have a wonderful civics and culture program um, that will open your eyes and point you to a lot of resources that, that you might not have otherwise been aware of. It is a great, fantastic uh, church. If you go there, you will see me somewhere. I always sit in the same spots because I am short. I'm remarkably short. If you ever see me, I'm like five foot six, five foot five, um, and I sit on on the on the row on the outside edge on the left side is my preference. My wife likes the right side, but more people sit on the right side, so I tend to sit on the left side. And I sit all the way out on the edge of the seat so that nobody is in front of me because the the seats are angled in. Because I'm so short, if anybody sits in front of me that is like larger than I don't know, a midget wrestler, then I I can't see. I mean, I can see, but, you know, my, my view is obscured. So I like to sit there, and I can't see out of my left eye very well, and so I like to sit on the left side so I can look right. And I'm a creature of habit. I'm always nervous. I want to get there early, get my seat, get my seat. And I'll sit anywhere, and I won't complain about it. But being a creature of habit such as I am, that is what I like to do. I'm going to try to chore around the house. I'm going to pick a couple of projects uh, this weekend if I can. Uh, we should have Sunday wide open, I believe. I don't know. Let me check the calendar here. I believe we've got Sunday wide open. I'm not absolutely sure. I, I will tell. I don't want to tell you something that is not true. Uh, no, no. Pierce, like both of the days are open. It has not happened in a long time. It's been several months. So I'm excited about having nothing to do on on the program. I'll do something with the kids. What did I do uh, last weekend? Which I did not tell you that I was going to do because I didn't think that I would do it. And I know all of y'all are hanging on here because this is what you really care about. <clears throat> uh, we went to Savage Golf State Park. And there's a little pull-off place. And I hear that there are two entrances. We just went to one. I don't know which one it was. Uh, and we hiked down to the Savage Falls, which is about 1.6 miles in because we went up to the hiking, uh, the camping spot. I wanted to check out the camping spot. And uh, it was just me and my 4-year-old and my 10-year-old. And they were troopers. That's a long way to walk with itty-bitty legs uh, like Ruby Doobie has. Uh, but she was a trooper, and she walked most of the way. I did have to carry her over some puddles and a few rocky places that I was worried about, but we had a good time. And uh, and then I took my wife out uh, for our second anniversary evening, and that was lots of fun. I was a little bit late. I underestimated the slowness with which a four-year-old would traverse almost four miles. And we kind of, we, you know, we, we went and saw some things off the trail as we walked about. So it took a little while. It took a little while, but it was great. It's fantastic. Beautiful weather. I'm so tired of rain and fog. I moved up on Signal Mountain. Apparently that 1,800 feet makes a big difference. It is rain and fog and fog and rain all day long. It's been like that for like a month or two. It's kind of like that in the Smoky Mountains. So that's what's going on with me, guys. Uh, you're going to get some emails from me. Next week, asking you to call and email some people about bills, and I'm going to need your help to make it happen. Um, we have we have gotten rid of some bad bills on illegal immigration, two of them, and one on censorship. That's three. We are so far three for three in killing really bad bills that, that people are trying to sneak in that their constituents would never, ever agree to or want. And so we got some bills now that we're going to have to try to get across the finish line that we couldn't last year. And I'm going to need your help on that. I know we're doing decent at killing the really bad bills, but you know we got to be good at, at getting a few across the finish line because we live under laws here, right, and live under policy. And we're a policy-driven publication. All the emotions, all the personalities don't make jack squat a bit of difference. We live under policies and laws, not people, not personality. 
And so we are consistent in that uh, consistent in that movement, and we need you with us. Without you, we can't do anything. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News. Forward this to people in the emails and your email groups. Post this in Facebook. Retweet this on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, retweet this. Share it. Make comments about it. Whatever you got to do to get the message out there. Brandon here with the Tennessee Conservative News. Love you, mean it. Talk to you next week.